0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: Uh, When did you finally feel like you had become an adult, a real mature adult, but a thousand millennials and Gen Zers between 18 and 42? And over half say they still haven't uh, gotten a handle on the whole adulting thing. Now, okay, 18 is young still, but if you're tipping 42,
0: right, and you're still kind of like, I don't know. I think it, uh, for many, it depends on some life milestones or decisions mm. that have been made. You know, like signing a mortgage is a very adult feeling. Right. Buying life insurance. Yeah. Having kids. Buying furniture. Right. Yeah. If you haven't done that, and and more and more, especially when it comes to the mortgage and kids, mm-hmm. haven't done that in their mid-30s. You
1: know, I uh, I remember... Uh, Years ago, I I met a guy when we were renting out our little place up in Caledon. He was uh, on his own and uh, had a great, great career, but had decided uh, for whatever reason he was not ever going to buy a home. He didn't care for the upkeep. The money sunk into it for so long uh, and instead rented and invested his money and, uh, you know, uh, gained his wealth through that many of us our home is our biggest investment and our kind of our life savings and our hope that when we get to the point of retiring it'll be our nest egg but i've had this conversation with uh with uh daniel my oldest and his girlfriend they're kind of sniffing around and looking at rental properties and right away like oh don't rent don't rent you know (laughs) But then, yeah, I said this to Maria because we were discussing it. I said, I I think for many of them, owning property is such a long shot that, you know, as long as they're both making good dough and they can cover the rent, but then they got enough on the side to invest and make money back on that, then maybe that's the route to go. You think of, you know, when we say the cost of a home and the mortgage, of course, it's the biggest part of it. But there's the insurance, there's the upkeep, there's the repairs, there's all the accoutrement you need for cutting grass and shovelling snow and you know it's it's a constant um money pit mhm and i you know obviously if you do the math, you're still coming out ahead at the end of the game, but it's a it's a long game, yes, it's very a really long game. long game and and some don't want to live like that so i I don't know that you need to um to buy. It's not the end-all and be-all. Of our parents' generation, and certainly even ours,
0: why aren't you buying a house? Right. What are you doing? Well, I guess you know. for some, though, I mean, your kids being an example, they're still under your roof. Mm-hmm. So getting out and signing that lease or, or rental agreement, whatever yeah. it may be, uh, making those payments on the road is, is an adult-type feeling.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess they did it for the two years they were in England. Right. They had rented that to... Squat box of a place they were living in. Anyhow, I got have my house to myself again sooner (laughs) than
0: later. Go, kids, go. Uh,
1: Things that um, a lot of us who are either millennials or Gen Zs between the age of 18 to 42, things we can't do that if we did know how to do them would perhaps make us feel more adult-like. Car stuff. Most can't change their own oil if they had to. Same with changing a tire. Couldn't jumpstart a car. I'm way past forty two and I still fall into this category. I mean I can jump start a car because with the poop boxes I've driven I've had to jump start a lot of them over the years. But I don't think I, I know where to put oil
0: in, but I don't think I'd know the process of changing it. I think I could do it. I don't want to. Right. Right. Um I change a tire I've done many times. I I I I think some cars now they don't even come with a spare tire anymore. Like they, right. They'll give you that little can of juice. You can fill it up, and it'll the foam will fill it. Right, um, and, and, and worry about a puncture. But I, that's just a really short term example. And I think some of it is because people don't change their own tires no. anymore. No, you have services for that.
1: Well, you know, with apps, I mean the the, the surge of um, just people available to help you with every little task. Right, you know, there's one app, and I have it on my phone. You want your gutters cleaned in the spring, they send a guy. You want your barbecue cleaned for the summer, they send a guy. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do anymore. And that mentality of, well, I'm going to pay somebody, I can do it myself. That's another thing lost, I think. You know, our parents were maybe more that way. Certainly my grandfathers were. My dad wasn't. He just wasn't a handy guy, so he wasn't able to hand me down any of that handy stuff. It's interesting how...
0: We, we find so many ways to waste time mm-hmm. on phones, games, apps, streaming services, whatnot. But we really value our time to mm-hmm. the point where we will pay others to not have to take up our time.
1: Out of this list, uh, it's concerning for me because almost all of them, except for like a couple, I fall in the same thing with the 18 to 42-year-olds. <laughs> Maybe I'm still not an adult. <laughs> Tying a tie, sewing a hole... Uh, filing your taxes. You couldn't do any stuff. of that? I can't do any of that. I've never filed my own taxes. I've right. always paid somebody to do it. I've never known how to tie a tie. I have tried. My eldest son has to do it for me. I can't sew. Uh, I can't iron. Uh, I can change a diaper because I'm doing it to myself more and more all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I can grill and barbecue. I would say, I'm a mess. <laughs> This isn't good. Lance Reddick, an actor. He died unexpectedly just last week. Only 60 years old. He was found in his home. And all they're saying at this point is that he died suddenly from natural causes. Now, you may not recognize the name right away, but he played Lieutenant Cedric Daniels in uh, HBO's The Wire. He was also the hotel concierge in the John Wick movies. Uh, Other credits include Oz, Fringe, Lost, White House Down, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. And uh, he was to be a part of the next uh, ongoing uh, chapters of John Wick. And Keanu Reeves and the John Wick director announced that the upcoming fourth film in the series will be de- dedicated to Lance. Mm. They also called him a consummate professional and a joy to work with. Really young. They say natural causes. 60. 60. Yeah, wow. Had a heart attack or something. Uh, he had uh, works uh, completed, so they will be seen. He was a part of the John Wick spinoff, The Ballerina. And a remake of White Men Can't Jump that's coming out in May. I don't think that I had heard there was a remake
0: of that. I'd heard about that. Yeah.
1: Okay. When does your uh, making of Nike or the uh, the Michael Jordan swoosh? Uh, I think that's that May as well. But yeah, that looks really good. That's a good one. Look forward to seeing that. Sometimes in uh, in certain movies, the uh, the villain is the one we end up cheering for because their personality is so strong. They're funny. They're interesting. They're intriguing. So somebody put together a bit of a list of some of the uh, smartest villains in movie history. On that list is, uh, at the top of the list actually, is John Jigsaw Kramer, or just Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Okay? okay. Now, he's a serial killer who has zero kills and no blood on his hands. That's pretty impressive. Right. He he makes the people kill themselves. Did you sit through any of those?
0: I saw no, the first one. It wasn't for me.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, oh my gosh, I could barely get through that first one. Hans Gruber, of course, from Die Hard. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Lord Voldemort from the Harry Potter movies. Okay. This makes perfect sense. Uh, Batman's The Joker.
0: Yes. In many different incarnations, yeah.
1: He rarely seems, they say, to have any motivation at all, and yet he carries out his schemes with unbridled attention to detail, constantly pressing Batman's buttons, edging him towards crossing that one line he swore he'd never crossed. Right. And uh, one of, uh, I think, one of the all-time greats, Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's funny. They make the doctor into the bad guy in in some senses, right? Yeah. How mean he is to this serial killer.
1: Well, you know what? Even that then, of course, uh, it puts the lotion in the basket. Right. Right. I mean, he was so creepy. Yeah. Can you help me move this couch? (laughs) Thump. And they also have on the list a movie that i totally forgotten about, but I think I saw in theaters, Gone Girl. Amy Elliott Dunn. Amy's a feminist because she uses society's perception of women as a tool against the injustices faced by women. And uh, she really causes some serious damage. Okay. okay. But there you go. List of the all-time smartest, greatest villains. If you were to be asked, what do you think the highest grossing comedy of all time would be? What do you think would be on the top oh,
0: grossing list. comedy? Yeah. Um, uh, wouldn't it be Toy Story? Would that be up there?
1: Oh, it doesn't even show up in the top ten. Really? Now, there is a list of 25 at mentalfloss.com, so perhaps it's there in the top 25. I was surprised by this. From 2022, just last year, Minions, The Rise of Gru.
0: Really? It made $940 million worldwide in mean, a year where we were barely going to the theater. Yeah. Just getting back to it, really. Maybe there was downloads. Maybe people were paying for downloads. Yeah. downloads.
1: Home Alone from 1990, still holding in there at
0: number two. Yep, still a fantastic
2: movie.
1: Yeah. Meet the Fockers at three. Wow. The Hangover four, and then Hangover part two, five. Part three, of course, does not show up on that list
0: anymore. Meet the Fockers was a... Uh, was a, a sequel right meet, meet the parents was very was, was the first, the first one. one i guess meet that the, was really good i guess Nick fockers did better wow yeah
1: and then of course they tried again it's always the third one usually he poops the bed <laughs> right bruce almighty which was terrific that was good
0: yeah uh, i boy jim carrey's been in a lot i don't even know if that's my favorite of his
1: yeah he was uh you know just the relationship between him and uh, who played god um, the Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And they were so good together. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Ted round out the uh, top ten. Okay. Yeah. No planes, trains, and automobiles in the right. top ten. Yeah. Exorcist. That was pretty funny, movie. <laughs> List. You were making out at Schindler's List. <laughs> And uh, finally, Chrissy Hind and Courtney Love are not happy with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Courtney's uh, very upset that not not enough uh, women have been inducted, that there's not enough women on the uh, nominating board, that hardly any women vote. 90% of the voters are men. Okay, I can see you being upset with not enough women in and certainly being upset that there's not enough women on the board. Out of 31, only nine are women. But I don't think you can blame the Hall for the fact that 90% of men vote. I mean, obviously, women aren't interested enough to vote. Right. There's Not much the Hall can do about that. Anyhow, Chrissy Hines upset with them. She just thinks it's all a complete scam, thinks it's all total bollocks. Bull- she wouldn't have done it. She wouldn't have been inducted. She was in 05 uh, as a member of the Pretender. She wouldn't have gone in except to make her parents happy. She wants absolutely nothing to do with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She says it has nothing to do with rock
0: and roll, and if you think it does, you're a fool. I mean, it does start to sound like a scam when you really look into it, in in the sense that I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thrives off of the complaints because mm. it's what keeps them in the news, right, and keeps them relevant. But even isn't it those the inductees still have to like pay for the table?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like when you get your star on the Walk of Fame, you have to pay for that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Now maybe your manager or your agents pick up the cost, right? But, yeah, you got to go to pocket for that thing. So it's almost like you could buy yourself one, I yeah. guess, if you wanted. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it, it, it is interesting. And so it seems like it is a, a, a quite a scam. And I know that there's been bands who have been going in, but there have been some artists in the band, either because they were fighting with other members of the band, or some of them just can't afford the table. Right. It's like thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars. <Yeah. laughs> it is a big scam. You're right. How was your St. Patty's Day? I uh, I made a bit of a rookie mistake. Uh-oh. Yeah, I cannot believe I haven't done this in, it's been decades. And I don't think I drank that much, but I mixed it a lot.
0: Wow. When last we spoke, you and the lovely Maria had plans to meet another couple. Yes, and we did that. And uh and to just to catch up on old times. And then the booze
1: flowed and, and then you they ended St. up
0: St. Patrick's Day to do that?
1: And then they ended up yeah, and we were at a place that was fine, it wasn't that busy, so that was good. Then we ended up back at our place, more drinks. Again, mixing it up, getting into the whiskey then.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And I woke up, I have not been this hungover. <laughs> so so Well, first of all, I found myself on the couch at 4.30 in the morning. Wow. I never even made it to bed. All right. Um, We were supposed to go down to see family around Hamilton. And we had to stop at Yorkdale because Maria had to pick up uh, her new glasses. And uh, so I fought through the morning. Even had a Caesar to try to bring myself around. (laughs) Took a shower. I was just, you know, with a bad hangover, it comes in waves. Right. So you you kind of feel like you're snapping out of it, and then all of a sudden you're turning green and you just want to die. Uh-huh. So uh, we get to Yorkdale, and it's just rammed, and I'm going through a bad wave. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just walking so slowly, hands in pocket, just trying to stare forward because I feel like if I look up or down too fast, I'll barf. Okay. Then I start getting, like, really hungry, and I think, okay, I need, I need some grease. But I don't know the last time you were in Yorkdale, but the only place to get food is on the third floor, which is two escalator rides. Yes. That escalator felt like a roller coaster for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't. I, Maria's like, you okay? I go, I just don't, don't, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. I just have like to stare off into space. And we get up into the food court, and it is just rammed. What is it with everybody in Yorkdale? It's like, I think people just go there to hang out on a Saturday or a uh, Sunday.
0: I, I, it's been a long time since I've been in there on a weekend mm-hmm. because I try to avoid it just driving by it. Gives me anxiety. It's chaos in there. <laughs> people trying to park.
1: Anybody who says brick and mortar is dying hasn't been to Yorkdale. <laughs> because it, it's, now I don't know if people are shopping. I think it's just a social thing to go and roam around, put on your nice uh, Canada Goose coat and fancy boots and roam around the mall. Maybe have some lunch in that food court because it was just rammed. And so uh, I said, I can't do this. First of all, all these people, and this is just brutal. So back down the escalator for yet another <laughs> roller coaster ride. <laughs> so we finally get out of the mall, and I'm like, okay, I just need something. So we end up at a Mickey D's, which is always the go-to hangover food. We order. We get heading down to the 401, and I'm pounding back these little cheeseburgers, and then I just think, I'm going to die. Like I'm So I literally pull over on the 401 around Islington, And I'm out of the passengers, because then Maria... Well, I pulled over and said, I can't even drive. I'm just a mess. So Maria hops into the driver's seat. I'm on the other side, standing at the side of the 401, thinking I'm going to (laughs) barf. Driving? Yeah. (laughs) I had to call my family and say, I can't do it. We were supposed to go out for dinner. I said, the idea of coming and having dinner with you... I said, I just need my own bed. I just need my own bed. (laughs) So I ended up home. Honestly, I cannot remember the last... Maybe... My, like, stag night. I cannot really? remember. I don't know. Again, I had some beer, but then I had some wine, and then I had some more beer, and then I there was shots involved somewhere. Oh, Lord. And then it was the whiskey at home, which finally killed me, I think. And, and uh, yeah, I have not been that hungover in a very so long time. So you
0: went full-on amateur night. I did. For St. Patty's. I did.
1: I, a man, a respected they man. You were missing green beer in there, too? No, no green beer. But a respected man in the community. <laughs> Look at what I've done. <laughs> who's that me oh i tell myself that all the time <laughs> oh jesus so you know what's so funny uh sometimes it's all just a uh, a mental thing because as soon as we got home and i got into my house pants and i knew i didn't have to go anywhere or do anything right i started coming around <laughs> now i'm on the couch sipping a glass of red <laughs> and that helped that really took the edge off oh man You? How was the NyQuil? (laughs) I was passed out. (laughs) Off to the godfather of the grill we go. It's Ted Reeder joining us for Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted.
2: Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky.
0: Morning, Ted. Happy spring. Happy spring, Yes. What a
2: beautiful thing that is.
1: And I noticed on TikTok at the joint you are getting ready for the new season because you and your partner in crime were whipping up a big batch of something called mustard, pickle, and onion spread or roasting pickles, onions, and mustard
2: yeah, mustard fried pickles and onions. Yeah. And um the the recipe started out and the reason the term fried was because we used to make these in a frying pan, but then people like them so much uh we now gotta make them in giant batches, so it doesn't work as well in the in the pan. We've resorted to uh fire roasting and oven roasting this uh, pickle mixture to make it a little easier on our crew, a little faster. Yep. And we make a little bit more. But it's uh it's uh, it's the condiment that we put on all the burgers at the joint
1: okay all
2: right and it is a variety of different styles of pickles and we we slice the pickles we chop the pickles we drain the pickles and they got to drain for a couple of days to get rid of as much of that moisture off of them as possible uh it's a ton of onions And you roast off all the onions until they're caramelized and and got nice little charred bits on them. The same with the pickles to remove the moisture and add a little bit of char flavor to them and roast flavor to them. And you mix those two items together. And then we add in a mixture of uh, prepared mustard, maple syrup, and sambal olek chili. Wow. And a bit of seasonings and things like that. And you bring that up to the boil and we can it. And we use that on every burger. Mm. And it's our relish for the burgers. Well, yeah. And it's pretty tasty.
1: It, it, it looks great. And, I mean, as as uh, anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely love pickles. I mean, I, I'm addicted to them from, from every type of pickle. I remember even as a kid, um, my mom, can't buy them anymore, I don't think, but Bix used to have like a full <coughs> big pickled onion, not the little cocktail ones, but a full big, big one, all pickled. And I would eat those by the handful or I'd make like ham sandwiches and slice the pickle and and put it in with the, uh, the ham and the toast bread. But then over the weekend, I noticed that you can do a lot of cooking with pickle brine. I recently made potato wedges, dill pickle potato wedges that I roasted, where basically I took potatoes, turned them into wedges and let them marinate in the pickle brine and then just roasted them. And now you can do that. I, I saw, and I got to try this at some point. With chicken breast, you can even make a chicken pickle soup. There is a lot of stuff you can do with pickles.
2: Yep, pickle soup is, uh, is, a, is a classic uh, Eastern European dish. It's pretty tasty, onions and grated pickles in there. Uh, pickle brine is, we use the pickle brine in our WTF uh, deviled eggs that we make at the joint. Mm-hmm. And uh, as part of the mix, it's a great marinade for chicken wings, for chicken breasts, things like that. You have to be careful the amount of brine you're going to use because it does get pretty salty, mm-hmm. right? You have to be right. careful. Right. You don't want to brine it for days or anything like like that. Wings, you know, 8 to 12 hours in the brine first before you cook them will, will give you that nice pickle flavor. But you got to like pickles.
0: Right. And there's somebody in this room who hates him, who's who's not involved in this conversation right now. This is not my thing. He's got one idea he'd do with a pickle. Right. Um, Right. Throw it out.
1: Exactly. He uh, hates pickles like you hate Brussels sprouts. I also read recently that long-distance runners like to drink pickle brine. There's something... Really? Yeah. Something that, I guess, puts the, The the electrolytes or something back into their system. And have you ever heard of a pickle back,
2: Ted? A pickleback? Yeah. No, no, I haven't heard of that. This is where you do, th- do tell, do tell. You take a,
1: you take a, a shot of whiskey and then a shot of pickle brine.
2: It's vis- yeah, I'll just do the whiskey, man. <laughs> no, it's- me and Lucky are going to sit on the quarter and just do the whiskey. Forget the pickle brine. What's the pickle brine going to do? I don't know. It's not going to put a nice little buzz on you. It it's lovely. just going to be salty.
1: It tastes lovely with the whiskey. It's a nice little blend. anyhow. Anyway, yeah.
0: You have the pickle. I'll have the burgers. Ed will have the bourbon. We're good.
2: Yeah, we'll be all just fine there. In fact, the next time you come over to the joint, I'll just give you a big bowl of pickles,
0: I-
1: and I'd happily
0: consume them. Oh, I just
2: now. Now my fine. question is. Do you like a really crunchy pickle? Do you like a sweet pickle? Do you like a a, a soft mushy pickle? Like what kind of pickle do you like? Cuz there's uh, all different types out there.
1: I like my pickle hard. Fresh. I like a, uh, yeah. a like a strubs, you know, like a real deli uh pickle.
2: Okay. Yeah. Kosher style Kosher deli style. pickle. Yeah, yeah, I really love So, them. um, there's a there's a guy out there. Um his name is Marty Strub. Okay. And uh, he and his brother had struck pickles for a number of, number of years, and now Marty's back to making pickles. They sold their company years ago, and he's now doing his uh, classic family recipe, and they're called Marty's Pickles. And if you get a chance, uh, his bread and butters are wicked, wicked awesome. I'll try em. As well as his kosher-style dill pickle. Really great. He uses uh, local Ontario cucumbers. To make his pickles every season, and uh, does a great job. That old classic uh, Strub's recipe. It's a really great product.
1: Nice. Marty's
2: pickles. I'm going to get okay? them. there's a shout out to Marty.
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah, every fall we do the we pickle the little onions. Oh, it's a whole pickling thing going on at the uh, at the Van Ranch.
0: And instead, I guess as you've uh, started the process of getting all this together, can we uh, expect the joint to be coming back soon?
2: Uh, soon, we're going to open first for golf and uh, and beers. That'll be the start of the season, and the, the, our front uh, retail shop will be open. You'll be able to buy some barbecue sauces and spices and the mustard fried pickles and, and our game day salsa and a few other things that we're making in the kitchen. And we hope to open the, the restaurant uh, sometime in the first couple weeks of May. All depends on the weather and and, uh, making sure we've got the right amount of staff. We're building a new uh, fire pit for out on the table, or out in the front patio, so there'll be a big, giant fire table there. We'll be cooking our burgers uh, right out on the patio over uh, live fire charcoal and hardwood, wood-fired pizza, and then uh, our wild cherry-smoked brisket. And that's our focus this year is brisket, burgers, and pizza. Okay. All right. Can you live with those three things? Absolutely.
1: Yes, we certainly can. Extra pickle on luckies. (laughs) Um, All right, Teddy, if people want to talk to you about the joint, about cooking with pickle brine or, you know, just getting
2: pickled, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me at TedGrills or TedReader.com.
1: Monday morning and the first day of spring, let's get naked. (laughs) That's a Venn family tradition. Really? first day of spring. Okay. Okay. Ever since I was a child. Sure. This is good. I love any, any animal stories uh, that just, you know, like the story we had some time back about elephants being afraid of bees. You know, just the strangest kind of things about the big beasts and the, the odd things they get up to. Anyhow, this I thought was uh, interesting. Gorillas. When gorillas get bored, they like to spin around in circles and make themselves dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs>
0: That is so great. (laughs) Well, I guess if they can't drink.
1: No. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just spin around to get to these scientists think it could offer clues as to why some humans feel the urge to do mind-altering drugs. So, hmm. You see a gorilla spinning around. He's just bored. Velveeta was invented in the early 1900s when a cheese company needed to figure out something to do with broken wheels of Swiss cheese they couldn't sell. Really? been around that long we have a box of Velveeta in our cheese crisper in the fridge that daniel had bought for some recipe he was making and it seems like months ago i don't know if i've ever had it it's like cheese whiz basically Uh, yes yeah i i haven't opened it but i'll bet you that thing could sit in that crisper for years and it would be fine is it like a brick It's it's a no it's a soft Oh. Yeah, I believe this it's not as thick as, say, like cream cheese. Right. Yeah, I think it's more like a squeezable cheese. Interesting. Jason Statham was once a world-class diver. Yes. yes who competed as part of Britain's national diving team in the 1990 Commonwealth Games. Knew that. And then he started beating the hell out of people. What do you think the top three
0: most dangerous professions are in this country? I think something happens to you, like, underwater, like the underwater welding.
1: Scott, one of them has something to do with water. Well, okay. so sure it is one of the others, actually. Two of them do. Um, Canada's uh, number one most dangerous profession, logging. All right. And of course, especially if they're in the water and you're hauling them around. Then fishing.
0: Yeah? Well, yes. I mean, but you were talking, no, this is not a river runs through it or out looking for bass. That would mm. be on the high seas. And the uh, that fishing industry that type
1: of fishing probably yeah yeah not just
0: off your dock no, and no where did oh, daddy go a few extra bush lights and that'll be a problem for you but no the if you watch you know deadly catch yeah it gets ugly out there
1: so logging first fishing second roofing is third wow yeah tough gig oh yeah I do, I don't know how they do it. I'm still amazed. You can see there's a house behind me, and from my backyard, it's the same style as mine, so the side split. So you've got like where the living room roof is down below where the bedroom roof is, and they must have had their roof done, and whoever did the roof left just like, what do they call pallets or skids or whatever a thing, a, t- a package of tiles is called. Right. There's like six of them stacked up under that overhang between the bedrooms and the living room. Oh, roof. really? I, I want to go knock on his door and say, "I think your roofer forgot those up there.
0: <laughs> they're just they've been sitting there forever." I saw a picture last week. Of our friend John McClellan, the uh, contractor, yeah, yeah, and he was uh, posted something early morning in a bright sunshine like this. You know, hey. Great day to start roofing. I'm like, is there such a thing? Is <laughs> there ever a great time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always a great day for John to come do my roof. Yeah, but... for sure. He come and do a lot of <laughs> things. I need to do it. I should give him a call.
1: I need a quote on a couple of things. I bought a, a couple of skylights off of him. He's a good man.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, investors now snatch up nearly one in six homes. Right, so not only can you know the the average show not get a house, right. Part of the problem is the investors are going and snagging them all.
0: Well, they've tried to crack down with foreign investment rules, right, yeah. and to to try and slow some of this yeah. because. And you imagine like now, what the rent would be mm. on uh, when an investor comes in, puts in the minimum, and, and then you've got to try and pay off that mortgage for them. Look at them, probably three four grand a month.
1: I would think so. The Tyrannosaurus Rex could run slightly faster than a human being. Not that they ever competed or anything, because humans weren't really around during the time of the wrecks. The average person can sprint about 17.7 miles per hour. The T-Rex, 17.9. I would think, uh, as
0: scared as you'd be, you'd be able to crank that up a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Problem is, he could probably go at 17.9 for much longer than you could go at 17.7. Uh, Speaking of animals, again, humans and chimps have about the same amount of hair. A lot of ours is just super fine and virtually invisible. Okay. Yeah. And we'll wrap up with this. Ladies, you're not going to like this. Women's flatulence generally smells worse than men's. How is that possible? We do this test. I don't know. We really stink. Uh, but it's because women's bodies have higher concentrations of sulfur. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. So,
0: can we circle back to one thing? How, yeah. with all of your disgusting eating habits, has this Velveeta stayed in your fridge <laughs> without you digging some sort of <laughs> potato chip or a cracker or something into it all this time? Dumping hot sauce into it. <laughs> My problem is, again, it wasn't mine.
1: It was Daniel's, so he knows how much he used of it. See, I have to eat in, like, I'm... I'm you I have to t- ration in your own fridge? Well, my eating is such a sin
0: and so <laughs> bad that I have such guilt over it that I'm constantly looking around corners and then shoving stuff in my mouth. I predict you're going to have some hot sauce and Velveeta this afternoon. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Van and lucky.: and lucky. 94.9 mm-hmm. The Rock.